The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning, everyone. I'm trustee and associate pastor Edmund Sprout Sr. And I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station, XTTV Channel 13 in San Diego. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KPSE Channel 13 in Palm Springs. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station, KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station, KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles and San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station, KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station, KZGO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden and Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 11 to 12 midnight on station, KGBY TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, as well as from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable, Channel 503 in New York City. If you would like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church located at 1043 Middle Street is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Cali for over 90 years in our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and A. to B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr., in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints, wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is, those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. What comes to mind when you think of our Heavenly Father? Many call Him mighty. Others describe the Lord as omnipotent, the first and the last, 
the one true Savior and King. How would you describe the Lord? Listen to the words of the wonderful number about to be presented by the church choir under the direction of Emily Hahn and accompanied by Ethan Matsuki on the piano and Iris Locke on the organ. The choir invites you to sing along as they lift their voices to the wonderful melody entitled, Who Do You Say That I Am? Praise the Lord for that glorious presentation and thank you, choir. 
The church band under the leadership of head pastor Billy Hahn Jr. are gathered together and are eagerly awaiting to play the beautiful song entitled, I Love to Tell the Story.
Our soloist for this morning is Associate Pastor Marvin Abing, and he will proclaim his love for the Father by singing the song entitled, Now I Belong to Jesus. Marvin's soothing presentation gives testimony of his personal love and relationship with Jesus. I beckon you to listen to the words of this beautiful number and open your heart and spirit to the hosts of victories and blessings by choosing to live with Jesus. Marvin will be accompanied by head pastor Billy Hahn Jr. on the piano, myself and Mason Asano Sr. on the guitars. Jesus, my Lord, will love me forever from in Jesus, Jesus, 
The church choir will sing their second and final number for today entitled, Come Let Us Sing. With love and thanksgiving, we should continuously live the joy of Jesus. Praise Him during the good days and glorify Him when life proves challenging. Never fret or worry. The Lord always makes a way of escape.
Listen to the talents of members of the church band. They will play to the Lord the number entitled, It Won't Be Long. Our husband and wife duo, Associate Pastor Marvin and Cheryl and Abing, will sing to the Lord in this number entitled, Grace Greater Than Our Sin. The love of the Savior exceeds the damages and scars of the sins of man. Only the Lord is able to restore the spirit and heal the brokenhearted. 
It gives me great pleasure to dedicate this melody to Head Pastor Billy Hahn, Jr. Pastor Billy, your love and dedication to the Lord have surely carried you through this journey, and He will continue to be with you as you lead the flock to glorious victory. Have an awesome day and week with the Lord. Greetings in the sweet name of Jesus. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. 
from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino, from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR TV channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR TV channel 24 in Eugene, Oregon, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY TV channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work, and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning our schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing service at 7 p.m. From Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer service are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamiki Branch Church, located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Kessner Sr. in Kanaka Kai Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Avirio in Lahaina Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloi in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Bologo, Picawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. You're welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to Associate Pastor Trustee Adrian Sproul Sr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Edwin? Thank you, Melvin. <clears throat> Good morning, dear television viewers, and welcome to this today's telecast presentation featuring the reading of God's Word to enrich our spiritual lives as we follow our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Please join me as we read today's sermon entitled, Jesus Christ, Our Living Lord and Savior, and learn to always put Him first in our love and service each and every day of our lives upon this earth. This Christian milestone event took place on Sunday, the first day of the week after the Jewish Sabbath to ensure Jesus Christ would not be held hostage according to their traditions. Jesus Christ had reminded his disciples that he would rise from the dead on the third day and his disciples had good intentions to be at the tomb on the morning of the first day. However, the men failed to assemble at the tomb to witness this great miracle, but when the Sabbath did end, only the women went to the tomb to anoint the body of Jesus Christ. Luke 24, 2-9 denotes, And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher, and they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments, and as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. 
Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, and be crucified, and the third day rise again? And they remembered his words, and returned from the sepulchre, and told all these things unto the eleven, and to all the rest. With this great event, the life of every man, woman, and child born upon the earth has been changed forever by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And likewise today, dear television viewers, it is our duty to be diligently waiting and watching for the soon coming return of the Lord Jesus Christ in clouds of glory. Jesus Christ continues to warn His Spirit-filled believers through the power of His Holy Spirit to prepare themselves for His next greatest event, which is His soon coming return. While upon the earth, Jesus Christ performed many wonderful miracles to reinforce His coming resurrection from the dead. We find the example of Lazarus, whom Jesus Christ loved deeply, who had been sick and had died before Jesus Christ could visit him. And when Jesus Christ arrived in Bethany, Martha and Mary were in deep sorrow over the death of their brother Lazarus. Both Mary and Martha did not understand the God-given purpose for the death of their brother Lazarus. As explained in John 11:4. it reads, When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Jesus Christ was just a short two miles away from the town of Bethany, but did not arrive until four days after Lazarus had died and was buried. Hence, John 11:18 through 27 explains, Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus saith unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? She saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. Mary, like Martha, was also devastated with sorrow, as explained in John 11:32 to 35. It reads, Then when Mary was come where Jesus was, and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping which came with her, he groaned in his spirit, and was troubled, and said, Where have ye laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. These circumstances characterize the child of God who knows Jesus Christ, and in times of sorrow may not exhibit believing faith in the power and authority of Jesus Christ to raise the dead. Hence, 
Jesus Christ proved his sovereign power to every man, woman, and child when he was crucified for our sins and then was resurrected from the grave on the third day. As Christian believers, we too must maintain great faith in Christ Jesus, knowing that all things are possible with God. We must believe and support the Lord's gospel work, knowing that Jesus Christ will fulfill each and every promise he has given to strengthen our faith, trust, and love in him. And we must believe that God's promises given to his believing saints are yea and amen because God cannot lie. John 11, 39 to 40 further explains, Jesus said, take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Jesus said unto her, said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God? Likewise, we too must remove the stone of unbelief from every circumstance in our daily lives upon the earth. John eleven forty one through 44 denotes this truth. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me and I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto them, Loose him and let him go. The Lord Jesus Christ's resurrection gives every man, woman, and child the promise of eternal life through the gospel of the kingdom of God. And the gospel is the good news that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire, and Jesus is coming soon. Ecclesiastes 7.20 also explains, For there is not a just man upon earth that doeth good and sinneth not. Paul relates that everyone is a sinner who has fallen short of the glory of God. And there is none righteous, for Jesus Christ has concluded that all are under sin, both Jew and Gentile. An undercover of darkness, Nicodemus, a learned Pharisee, came to speak with Jesus Christ, feeling troubled in his conscience and in his spirit. Nicodemus had witnessed the wondrous miracles of Jesus Christ done during his ministry and came to inquire personally about the salvation of his soul. Let us read in John 3, 1 through 4, the conversation between Jesus Christ and Nicodemus. It reads, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest 
except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus Christ commanded Nicodemus and all mankind in John 3, 5, it reads, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And in John 3, 6 and 7, Jesus Christ further commanded, That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. The natural man is incapable of being able to see or to enter into the kingdom of God except by obeying the born-again commandment of Jesus Christ. No matter how gifted, moral, or refined a person may be, mankind cannot come into the presence of God because of sin unless we are born again. In Luke 10, 23 and 24, Jesus Christ states, And he turned him unto his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see the things that ye see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see those things which ye see and have not seen them, and to hear those things which ye hear and have not heard them. And in Jeremiah 13, 22 and 23, it denotes, And if thou say in thine heart, Wherefore come these things upon me? For the greatness of thine iniquity are thy skirts discovered, and thy heels made bare. Can the Ethiopian change his skin, or the leopard his spots? Then may ye also do good that are accustomed to do evil." We are all born with a sinful conscience, inherited from Adam and Eve who disobeyed God's commandment in the Garden of Eden, and thereby pronounced the curse of sin upon the entire human race. Hebrews 9.9 adds this explanation, which was a figure for the time then present in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect as pertaining to the conscience. Jesus Christ came to fulfill all prophecy and to bring an end to the Mosaic law by the sacrifice through his blood to purge us from dead works to serve the living God. Peter on the day of Pentecost preached the gospel of the kingdom of God to the Jews in Jerusalem in Acts 2, 36 and 37. It reads, Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ, now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter then used the keys to the kingdom of heaven to unlock the door of salvation in Acts 2.38 that reads, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of of the Holy Ghost. The unmerited grace of God shown toward mankind brings us salvation and eternal life through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. 
And we cannot earn or buy grace because it is a free gift from God. And it is in the heart of God that all men should come to repentance. Therefore, repentance simply means godly sorrow for sin. We must make our humble confession of sin, acknowledging that we all are born sinners. And Acts 4.12 points to the saving power and authority vested in the name of Jesus Christ, it reads. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. The overview of God's born-again commandment, dear television viewers, is that we must be born again by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ and filled with God's Holy Spirit speaking in God's unknown tongue to verify that we have received God's Holy Spirit within. The scriptural text in Mark 16, 16 also commands, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Just as the Lord Jesus Christ encouraged Mary and Martha to remove the stone of unbelief from their hearts, today the Lord Jesus Christ is calling you and me to accept him as our personal Savior, Master, and Lord. And in Matthew 10, 32 to 36, we have this advice. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I also confess also before my Father, which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father, which is in heaven. Think not that I am come to send peace on the earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father, and the daughter against her mother, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's foes shall be they of his own household. The disciples of Jesus Christ who were with him in prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane, during his arrest and trial, at his crucifixion, then seeing him after his resurrection in the upper room, and witnessing his ascension into heaven, had their lives changed forever. Since the day of Pentecost and down through the centuries, Millions and millions of people have read and heard the phenomenal details of his resurrection, which is a once-in-a-lifetime event in the history of mankind. Therefore, Acts 2.24 teaches us, Whom God hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be beholden of it. Yes, Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. And his resurrection confirms the gospel of the kingdom of God and his promise to inherit eternal life in heaven above. Jesus Christ, God himself, came into this world to bring all things into subjection unto himself. Even the wind, the waves, the turning of water into wine and healing of the sick and the afflicted proves that Jesus Christ is the almighty God himself who has sovereign and supreme power over all things. Jesus Christ has the power over death, hell, and the grave, being God's sacrificial lamb, who was sent to redeem mankind from the curse of sin through his crucifixion on the cross of Calvary for you and for me. And in Job 19, 25 to 27, it declares, For I know that my Redeemer liveth, and he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth, 
And though my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God, whom I shall see for myself, and mine eyes shall behold, and not another, though my reins be consumed within me. The Apostle Paul adds this notation in Hebrews 11, 39, and 40 that reads, And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise, God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. Paul further states in 1 Corinthians 15, 54 to 57, So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. God's Word, the Bible, puts everything into perspective so that every man, woman, and child can understand His commandments and not be offended by the Word of God preached by Jesus Christ on the shores of Galilee. In 1 John 5, 1 to 3, it exhorts, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of God. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. And Romans 8, 10 through 11 adds this, And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Paul explains the spiritual ideals of having the Lord Jesus Christ reside in our hearts so that we too can be raised up to live with him on high when he returns in clouds of glory. And Paul also denotes in Ephesians 2, 1 and 2 and 4 and 6, And you he hath quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ by grace ye are saved, and hath raised up us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Philippians 3, 10 through 11 adds this note, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Paul's scriptural testimony states that no price is too high to pay to come to know the love and salvation of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. However, many today are looking on the outside based on their good works upon this earth, vice accepting a true relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ in our hearts. Galatians 2.20 concludes today's sermon topic. 
I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Paul writes to the church at Galatia to emphasize that being crucified with Jesus Christ means our old self must die. Yet the new born again man must live on in faithful daily service unto the Lord Jesus Christ because soon and very soon the Lord Jesus Christ will return to gather his faithful saints who await his call saying, come up hither, come up hither, come up hither. If you would like to know more about God's word in the church and review our telecast presentations in their entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Till our next telecast, this is your host, trustee and associate pastor Edwin H. Sprout Sr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. And now to conclude our telecast, here is our church band to play for you the tune entitled, By His Stripes We Are Healed.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.